Good morning and thank you for joining us for another edition of Renewed to Win. I hope that you're having a great day wherever you are, uh, whatever time of day it is where, where you're at. Uh, I hope you're doing things for God and, and living your life for our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to thank you for the, the feedback that I've been getting, the emails, the encouragement and support. Um, that means a lot and, and um, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Anyways, uh, this week we're going to continue talking about uh, we're, we're in the middle of our leadership series and we're talking about godly leadership discipleship and how you can do that effectively um, how, how you can make a difference how you can conform your heart to, to God's heart and uh, let's get let's get started you know uh, one of the most important things to remember is God uses leaders who are completely available to him he doesn't want you half in he wants you to be all in for him and we're going to talk about that today we're going to talk about what that means dear lord we we invite you into this um into this message lord we invite you into into this uh into the words that are being spoken god into the the way it's heard by by people god I just, I just pray for, for you to lead this entire ministry, Lord. I pray that you direct us, you guide us, you allow us to follow you, Lord. And most importantly, you allow us to do great things in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I want to remind everybody, if you have prayer requests, uh, just send them in. Um, I do pray every single prayer request I get. Uh, I will follow up and, and, and see how everything is going with you. So, so I appreciate that. So anyways, Romans 12, 1 to 2. <clears throat> Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, what does that mean? It means you're supposed to be different. You're supposed to allow God to transform your life. And, and the first step to doing that is not conforming to, to our world. Um, you, you know, we're living in the last days. Uh, I think everybody, whether they're Christian or not, has has an awareness that that something is going on. Things things are not normal. We as Christians, we have an inside track, and and um, we know through Bible prophecy, prophecy um, exactly what's happening. But there's too many Christians who 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 try to fit into the world. They 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 fear rejection. They they fear being alone. They fear. Um, they, they don't believe the promises of God. And therefore, they, they wander through the world looking for a place where they can fit in. But that's not what you're supposed to do as a Christian. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to stick out. You're supposed to, people are supposed to look at you and say, hey, there's something different about that, that, that person, that man, that woman. Um, there's a light in them. Even in, in the times of darkness, even when they're, they're struggling, 
there's something about them that's different. And that's the way you're supposed to be living. You're supposed to be growing closer to God, not farther from God. So, you know, God uses disciples or leaders who are completely available to him. So, you have to be available to God's call. And that, that really starts by listening. That really starts by finding time each and every day to, to seek God's leading. He's leading. He's talking to you. Are you listening? Are you available to listen? You know, I talk to many people who say, oh, I, I, I don't sit quietly. I don't do good doing sitting quietly. I have to have music on in the background or I have to have something on in the background. That means you're not spiritually fit. That means that you're not ready to sit alone with just you and God. You need to work on that. Start, start with five minutes a day. Just turn off all your electronics. Put your phone somewhere where it's not going to distract you. Um, and, you know, it's something we all deal with. I personally, I bought a book of, uh, like, puzzles this week because I'm trying to cut out my internet and online time. And, and um, on, on, on Sunday evening, I, I just I, I turned off all my electronics and I just sat there with a, a crossword puzzle. And I did it. Um, it was very satisfying, believe it or not. So you have to be available to God's call. You have to be available to God's will. Do you know what God's plan is for your life? Do you know what his will is for your reason for creation? He created you for a purpose. And, you know, I'm going to be starting the, the Vision Fridays, the, the series that, that it's going to be ongoing because I believe that every single Christian man and woman has a, has a vision for their life. And I believe that... that the devil has has hidden that from you and has taken that away from you and has stolen. We're going we're going to war with the forces of evil spiritually. We're going to war. We're going to win back your life. We're going to win back my life. We're going to win back the lives of of the people that don't even know they're lost. And that's God's will for you. It's not about your career, although He may use your career as a way to. Get his will done. But ultimately, it's about freeing us from the bonds of Satan. <clears throat> Be available to God's plan. It's very similar to, to, to the will. There's a plan. It's not your plan. <clears throat> but it can run smoothly in your life. If, if, you're, if you're listening for God, if, if you're making yourself available for his will, and you're, you're following his leading. He's there. He's leading you. You have to follow. That, that's, that's your role. He will make the way. He will part the seas. You just have to allow him to do it. See, many people don't realize, but, but this, this encompasses surrender. Are you available so that God can use you wherever he sees the need? That's your path to blessing. It's not trying to pave your own way through, through this world and, and trudging ahead. Although hard work's important and moving forward is important. But without God, it's futile. 
See, are you available? Can, can he use you wherever the need is? Can he use you whenever the need is? You know, many people, they work a nine-to-five job, and then they go home at night, and they put on the TV and just plunk down on the couch, um, and, and they stay in. Um, are you available? If there was an emergency, and, and God called you to go somewhere, could you go? I happen to belong to a, um, I, I'm, in, I'm in recovery and I have been for some time. I, I have to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for that time when my phone rings and, and, and somebody needs me. It's a commitment that I've made. It's a vow that I've made. And it, it's, it's the same way in every other area of my life. If, if an email comes in today requesting urgent prayer I'm on my knees praying if if there's a request for for help somewhere and I, I I'm able to help then then I'm there see God sees the big picture all the time you may not see it and you know I always try to to help people through difficult times by and it's hard when you're in the midst of of turmoil and struggle and, and and I get that because I deal with that too but you have to understand that, that God sees the big picture and you know some of the struggles that I've endured in my life some of the hard times that I've been been through I never realized that on the other end of it in the midst of it trusting God that he had something better for me and he always always sees the big picture. He knows the plan for your life. And he knows that if you do the things that you need to do by following him, he's going to use you in a mighty way. See, his plan needs total surrender all the time. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in God's kingdom. It doesn't work. Now, as Christians, we're, we're meant to, to live in the world. And I get that and I understand that. And... I'm not, I'm not saying that, that you go hide in your house and, and, and never um, go out into the world. Because we're supposed to be in the world. But we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to exist in a world that, that is hurting and lost. And, and, and we see the light. So, so you need to understand that, that you need to be surrendered to God. See, surrender is the way to spiritual growth. When you, when you just learn to trust Him, when you give it all to Him, you grow in that moment when, when, when it's continued surrender. It's continued um, just trusting. And, and God should be with you out throughout the day. Don't forget that. Um, but, but it will lead to spiritual growth. It'll lead to ministry growth. And you may say, well, well Michael ministry growth I, I work I work at a car dealership that's that could be your ministry there's unsaved customers there's unsaved co-workers there's there's unsaved people all over the place God has given you a platform for for you to to do his will to for for you to to do his work and, and he'll provide a way when you are surrendered to him and most importantly, surrender is the way to, to freedom. It sounds 
completely contradictory, but, but think about it. When you surrender to God, he pulls you out of this, this, this evil, broken world to, yes, live here still, um, but you no longer have to be on the hamster wheel chasing the, the impossible dreams, uh, you, you know, uh, um, trying to impress everybody. That, that all goes away, and you get that peace that passes all understanding. You see, the process does do a major overhaul on the attitudes that we possess as we grow as spiritual leaders. You know, I remember a um, long time ago, I used to, my, my idea of success was, you know, a big wad of money, a, a fancy new car, uh, whatever I wanted, and a big house. And to, uh, most importantly, impress other people. But that's not, that's not success. Today, I want nothing more than to further the kingdom of God. And I work towards that daily. And, and my needs are met. I'm blessed. Um, I, I have a peace that passes all understanding. And God continually makes a way for, for me to move forward in, in this world. See, you must allow God to change your attitude, your desires. And He will. When, when you surrender to Him, He will change the way that you work, look at the world. Um, you may be full of negativity right now. You may see everything as, as bad, and, and you may find the, the bad. And, and, you know, one of the things about that, if you look around at your friends, if they're all doing that, then, then maybe it's time you find new friends. Um, but your desires, they'll change. You know, today I no longer want that fancy new car every month, and I don't need that big wad of money, and I don't need it to live in that huge house. But I'm successful. I'm blessed. And you can have that too. See, you won't have to prove your self-worth, because God will confirm your self-worth. You won't care what others may say about you, the criticism or, or the, the, the hurtful words, because you'll, you'll, have, you'll have strength in who God is. You won't have to struggle to gain status, because you'll have nothing to lose. You know, when you know where you end up when your time here on earth is over, when you die, you don't have to be fearful of what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year. And it's important to plan, don't get me wrong. But you don't have to, you don't have to struggle um, with, with where, where you're going to be in the future because God has a perfect plan for your life. And you won't have to put on a mask because you'll have nothing to hide. Be you. God loves you. God loves you the way you are. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't, don't chase the latest fad. Don't, don't um, that, that new TikTok dance or whatever, whatever is going on. Um, you don't have to do that. Be your own person. Be an individual. Be, be a light in a dark world. <laughs> See, God uses leaders or disciples who pray. James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And Jesus mentions three types of prayer in Matthew 7.7. 7. 
that says, and it will ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. See, first off, you need to ask. You have the promises of God, but you have to ask for them in faith. God will deliver. There, there are promises. There are promises that come to believers that, that unbelievers don't have access to. And, and they're, they're quite amazing. And you can live your life in the promises of God. But you've got to ask for them. You see, you need to seek. And let me give you a little, <laughs> a little secret. God's not lost. You need to seek because you're the one that's lost. You need to, you need to, you've, you may have gotten so far away from God in this life that, that you have no idea where he is, but he's, he's right where you left him. You just have to get back to him. And when you seek God and you find him and you realize that he's just where you left him, you will, you will begin to find God's will in your life. You will begin to, to see, listen, all of the struggles, all of the heartaches, all of the hurts, there was a purpose in the suffering. Yes, God didn't want you to stray for, for 20 years away from him. Yes, God wanted you to, to follow him from, from childhood into wherever you are in, in, in adulthood now. But you got sidetracked. You got, you got distracted by, by, a, by a, a world that's meant to do that. And although, although you've been through some pain, and although you've been through some failure and hurt, it all served a purpose. It's all now in the past, and it's part of God's will. The question is, what are you going to do with it? And, and the, other, the other type of prayer is, is you need to knock. You need to pray for somebody who won't pray for themselves. You need to, to be an intercessor. You need to, when, during your prayer time, you know, one, one of the reasons, one of the ways to know is, is if your prayer time is, is all about you and not really about God and doing God's will, are you including other people in, in your prayer time? Are you praying you know, at work, if you hear about a co-worker who, whose, whose son or daughter is struggling with, with drugs or alcohol, during your personal prayer time, do you pray about them? Honestly. Or do you just pray about you, 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 God, gimme, 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 gimme. And that'll tell you where your heart is. You need to, you need to knock on the door to, to, to open it up for, for other people. And you need to persist in your prayer life through every life circumstance. You know, I'll be honest, there were times in my life where the only prayer that, that I can get out was just saying the name of Jesus over and over and over and over again. I was full of so much pain and so much hurt and so much regret and failure that I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. And, and luckily, I had the good sense to call out to my Savior. And you know what he did? He, he rescued me. He answered my prayers. He put me on... To, today, I'm living... I'm on a path that I was supposed to be on when I was 12 years old before I was sidetracked by, by 
Um, some of the things that happened to me in my life, uh, sexual abuse, alcoholism, um, uh, egoism, whatever you want to call it, dysfunctional uh, family dynamics uh, that, that led me into the wilderness for years. But God, God was always there waiting for me to, to, to get to a point, and, and he, he didn't cause the pain, but he allowed me to get to the pain um, so that I had nothing left but to surrender to him. See, God uses leaders who learn his word. 2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman, who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And then in 2 Timothy 3.16-17 All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may thoroughly may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. A leader who learns God's word doesn't read the Bible just to know what is found where. You see, a godly leader knows that it's essential to study God's word. You know, many people read their Bibles. They, they, they sit home in the morning, they open their Bibles and just read through it not really paying attention to what they were reading, not realizing that they're dealing with the inspired Word of God. See, they, they know that the purpose is to understand the meaning, but reading the Bible is more than just reading any other book. When you, when you read your Bible, first off, you need by, to start by inviting the Holy Spirit in. Um, he, he will give you understanding. He will give you discernment. He will help you understand the, the, the words that you're actually reading. Um, because our Bibles are more than just words on a page. Um, in, in fact, you know, we, we have a, a world full of scholars and, and, and um, professors in universities who, who claim they know about the Bible, but, but they've never read the Bible with the power of the Holy Spirit. So although they can read historical facts and figures and and um, things about Jesus and Israel, and they can never get a full, true understanding of, of what the Holy Spirit is trying to convey through through the reading of the Bible. So what do you do in response to uh, to to studying God's Word? To the Holy Spirit. And just a side note, the Bible is always read, it's the only book that's always read in the presence of its author. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, see, studying your Bible means you ask and answer questions as you are reading. You, you need to always be wondering what what your reading is is meant to be, to be telling you. Um, you do that you think about the original audience. The Bible was written by many authors. And they they wrote to many different communities and types of people. Uh, so, so the first place that you need to start when you're studying your Bible is, is to figure out who these authors were writing to. Uh, next, you need to uh, understand what the universal and timeless principles are from 
from the Bible, from the section that you're reading. And the Bible is full of, of these timeless principles that can be applied to your life now. Um, and you've got you to be careful not to take things out of context. Now, if the Bible ever, if somebody ever says the Bible contradicts itself, I want you to pick up your Bible, hand it to that person and say, show me, because the Bible does not contradict itself ever. <clears throat> and no, they won't be able to, to show you um, their, their argument. And most importantly, you have to uh, understand what you need to do in response to what you're reading. What can you learn spiritually? How, how can you apply it in your life today? So when you determine the answers to these questions, you get closer to making a correct interpretation. And, you know, there's Bible scholars, there's, there's experts on the Bible. Um, even people who study the Bible for years never truly understand the entire Bible. It's a lifetime process. And each time you uh, study, you, you gain a little bit more knowledge, you gain a little bit more wisdom, um, you, grow, you grow a little bit more spiritually. It's something that you should strive to be doing for the rest of your life. You see, you can increase your understanding of the Bible by using study Bibles. Um, many of them have commentaries that, that break down more difficult to read sections into understandable um, parts and, and commentaries. Um, you can use mentors. In fact, you should have at least one friend or or coworker or, or somebody from church that, that you um, meet with regularly and, and discuss your spiritual journeys. Um, group study. Attend your church's Sunday morning classes, um, Bible study classes, or, or if they have small groups throughout the week, whatever you can do. Um, I know a lot of churches have made uh, Zoom meetings possible with all that's happening in our world. So take advantage of that. And the most important is doing. You need to act on what you're learning. You need to act on your spiritual growth. It's not for you just to sit there and, and um, dwell within yourself. You need to get out into the hurting world that we live in and, and shine your light. Um, and, you know, you don't need to know everything before you start this. I remember being at a youth conference years ago. And there was a song, I don't remember the song, but it, it's, it's, it was um, one of the lines in the song said, you don't need to have all the answers before you step out in faith. And that's the same with you. You don't need all the answers before you move forward and start working for, for God's plan for your life, for, for God's purpose for your life. But you need to do something. Stop standing still. And God uses disciples, God uses leaders who change lives. And that's that's what you need to do. You need to start working towards being a light in a dark world. Philippians 2.16 says, As you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. And then Romans one. 14 to 16 says, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks 
both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. See, the Apostle Paul mentions three traits that every disciple or every leader should have to be, um, to be used by God and to um, share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the most important message that you will ever carry to anybody ever in the world. Don't worry about the text message you got this morning. Don't worry about that message on social media. Um, your commitment to changing lives is the most important thing that you can do in this world. It's the most important message that you can bring. We, we live in a world that's, that's under constant attack from the, the forces of evil and the forces of darkness. And that's not going to change here in the end times. We're in a spiritual war. We're in the end time harvest. And we need to, we need to save as many souls as we can within these last days um, through, through sometimes spiritual warfare. And you need to be prepared. You need to, to be that person who, who's willing to change the lives of the people around you, the people that you encounter. You are carrying the most important message ever. And it will meet the needs of anybody. I don't care who it is. From the most lowly person you can think of to the, to the most, uh, what the world calls the most important person. It will meet their needs. It will meet the needs of anybody, anywhere. Doesn't matter where in the world you are. As long as you're on this planet, you have a mission. And no matter where anybody is, whether physically or spiritually, they need to hear your message. They need to hear what your, the, the, your, your message of hope and goodness and the light that shines through you. And it will meet the needs of, of people any time. No matter what they're going through, no matter what they're facing in life, God has the answer. And he's choosing you to, to bring that message. So every Christian, every believer should make the, spot, the following promise. Every Christian should make the following promise. Realizing that we are in a spiritual battle, in the midst of a spiritual war. Number one, you need to be committed. Verse 14 of uh, Romans 1 says, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. You need to be committed to the word. Carrying that message. Suit up. Put on the armor of God. Get out there and, and do what God's calling you to do. You need to be determined. Verse 15. That's why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Another virgin says, I am compelled by a fire within to share this message with the world. Nothing can stop you. Do you understand your power? 
Do you understand the 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 ability that God has placed within you in in these last days to 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 bring people in to to bring the harvest in to save souls to save the lost you have to make sure each and every day even if you don't feel like doing it just sometimes i feel like i'm i'm going through the muck that's the best way to describe it but i keep moving forward i don't let the 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 stresses and the strains of this world stop me from bringing god's message and many times he'll use your struggles. So, so be determined. Be bold. Verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. There are, there's forces of darkness and forces of evil that are trying to shut you up. Put it bluntly. Um, you can't let them speak the goodness of God. If something is wrong, speak out against it. If something needs to change, you be the one that changes it. Don't hide anymore. God didn't create you to hide in a bunker somewhere out in the middle of the woods. He created you to, to, to win this battle through his power, through his strength. See, young children seem to have more, more boldness and inhibition about telling others about Jesus. They seem to be better about with this stuff than, than adults are. So I challenge you, in Christ, you are a child of Christ. Rega learn to regain your childlike innocence in Jesus Christ. Use the, the wisdom that he grants you in, in, this, in this world. But uh, gain childlike enthusiasm. You know, think of a, a, a young kid on Christmas morning, how excited they are. Um, and, and the childlike persistence. If they want that toy, they'll, they'll keep asking until they get it. Working to, to make things happen. See, young kids have more boldness and inhibition about telling others about Jesus. So regain your childlike enthusiasm. You have this great message to share with the world. You've been saved, and you can help others be saved also. Don't keep that message hidden. Be persistent. If at first you don't succeed, but try, don't try again. Continue to move forward. Day by day, little by little, you make progress. If you don't quit, if you don't give up. So I challenge you today. Become obligated. Become eager. Become unashamed. It's a battle that we must win. It's crucial. Are you willing to get involved? Dear Jesus, we, uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you. God, we pray that you just continue to mold us, shape us into the leaders that you need to be, into the disciples that you need to, to be in these last days, in these end times, Lord. Let us boldly go into the spiritual battle ahead, Lord. Let us 
rely upon your power, your strength, and let us know that the victory is assured. Let us get past the, the hindrances, the things that so easily entangle us, that stop us from doing what you've called us to do, Lord. I pray that you bless this ministry, continue to, to grow it for your glory, and let us do bold things in this ministry, through this ministry, and bring the harvest, Lord. We love you, we thank you, and we just glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.